this is Russell, and I'm pretty sure I have one of the greatest jobs in the world. I work at the video store, the one that's just down the road from you that you can go to once a week, whenever it is movie night. Why I love this job is because when the store is quiet, I get to watch movies and series and talk about them with my friends that work here. Today on the show, I do a shift with Marigold, who has been able to um, join us whenever she can. She's a super busy tattoo artist based here in Joburg, but she's now starting to travel, which is really exciting. So whenever she's around, um, we do a shift together and we have a great chat. So uh, without further ado, this is a shift with Marigold. Oh, you got them, you got your earrings, your big hoop earrings going through, what are they called? Stretches. What, what do the kids Tunnels. call them these days? Tunnels. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when I was a little kid mm-hmm. growing up, it was every now and again you would see that, like a dude around South Africa. They were usually like kind of petrol attendants, or like guys you would interact with mm-hmm. who would have those kind yeah. of ears. But it's um, it's it's like part of a tradition and a culture. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So One particular group do it. Yeah. Where they stretch their ears out. And then this is. And then when you this little like punk, white boy, punk kid, cultural <laughs> appropriating. <laughs> yeah, when you this little white boy and you like see that for the first time, you're like, my god, like, what, what, what yeah. is happening? How do you stretch your ears? Started stretching when I was thirteen. And then and then look at you go. Yeah. I would love to have um, I would love to have seen more of like sort of Marigold's growth no I'll I'll show you one day (laughs) I love I love I love how we've we've touched on this that when you were 12 you attended our bioscope exhibition Mm -hmm. yep (laughs) that still blew my mind yeah I was a fully formed adult Mm -hmm. (laughs) but it's it's so what I love the most about life in this regard is that at this point in our lives like, I think you and I, it feels like we're on a completely even playing field. Yeah. Like, we're just adults now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're just working adults. Yeah. I happen to be on the later side of my 30s, and you are still in the... 22. In the blossom <laughs> of your life, mm. if that makes any weird sense. Yeah. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm, I am counting down the days till... I get out of here. Yeah? (laughs) Are you going away? Yeah. um, Next week, Wednesday, Mm -hmm. I'm lucky enough to go away with Liz, my girlfriend, and her family to Mauritius. Oh, lovely. So, it's a fucking island. Yeah. And I'm out, baby. Yeah. But it's the bioscope will still continue for a little bit. Mm. And then on the 22nd, we'll close for two weeks. Okay. Um, And it's interesting. We're getting quite a lot of inquiries for people wanting to do stuff. Mm-hmm. Over the time that we're closed, and I'm like, we open every day. Yeah. So we have to take some break. Yeah. I sure. think. I think it's important for me. For the staff. For the staff. You know, the staff could each take their own breaks in the year. Like we yeah. could always schedule it. So it really actually comes down to me. Yeah. Where like I want to wake up every day. And not live <laughs> in the anxiety. Yes. That I'm going to get a call from a manager going like. 
The it's burning not, down. The sound's not working. <laughs> Shame. No, because just things can happen, and we've spoken about that. So for those who don't know, Marigold, for many, many months, was it a year? Almost a year, yeah. Almost a year was our events manager here at the Bioscope. She um, has since passed the torch on to a lovely dude, uh, Will. Um, but I'm so grateful that you can keep coming back mm. and keep being a part of the video store. Um, but yeah, we, we've long since spoken about the fact that unlike most jobs where if there's an issue or something wrong at work, you can think about it, you can deliberate it, you can have strategy meetings, you can have conferences, you can mm. sleep on it, mm. deal with it in the morning. Where with the Bioscope, if there's a problem, it's, it's right. now. It's right now. <laughs> yeah. There's 47 people sitting in a room mm-hmm. and the movie is not playing. What do we do? Yeah. <laughs> and there's panic. And it's, it's, a, it's a panic that I've always been able to handle, thankfully. But it gets harder and harder to handle those things. Mm. Thankfully, they don't happen often. It's yeah. like once in a blue moon that something happens. But we're slowly making sure, and I've always made sure that there's like a backup for everything, mm. and it'll just take maybe five, ten minutes to reorganize. Yeah, and it's possible. But just communicate. Yeah. Just communicate and sort it out now. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. and people people are thankfully very forgiving, mm. um, especially here. Whereas, like, if it's in a bar, uh, uh-uh. <laughs> like, really, is. yeah. If you explain, I'm so sorry. I don't know why the taps aren't working, or I don't know why the card machine's not working. People get angry. Whereas Thank here, you. everyone's like, "Nah, it's okay. It's cool." Well, we Thanks are so, for my popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> we're so lucky that we're such a unique business, so that yeah, perhaps certain things we can get away with, mm. just in the name of no one knowing how this would work. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? There's no set way in which. The experience at the bioscope works. Yeah. But then that also works against us where people sort of struggle to figure out how they could navigate us. Mm. Like the, we, you've dealt with this and I'll just tell everyone like you often get someone walking in discovering that we exist and you have to try and build a room in their brain mm-hmm. for how this is going to work in their life. Yeah. And they, they're blown away and they're like, is there a place I can go to like see what you're showing it's like, mm. like a, website? a website yeah we got yeah. one <laughs> like a program <laughs> we have, have one <laughs> you know and it's like how do we find out what's screening it's like how would you know how it's screen um like how would you know when avatar is playing exactly you go to stirk equals website and you'd see it's, it it's, it's not rocket um, science but for some reason with here it's like <gasps> website what and, is and, that and, and like, how, how, <laughs> like how do you do it how does it work and i'm like you type it in. <laughs> and, and, I'm, and I'm sometimes a little worried that I, I come across a little too grumpy. I don't know whether you've seen um, High Fidelity with John Cusack, the, mm-hmm. the movie. And those guys get a, get really grumpy and they work at a record store and, they, and they're like, they obnoxious and they sort of give people terrible answers. And yeah. they, they're very bad at their Sounds jobs. Good. <laughs> it's lovely. And I, um, I'm afraid that I sometimes am too old and jaded and so... I'm always afraid I'm going to give a cocky answer. Yeah. So that's why it's quite good that at the end of the working day, I go home and then guys like yourself come in and, yeah. and do it. No, I'm, I've got lots of time for people. But every now and again, if someone asks a stupid question, I'm going to give like a kind of stupid it's answer. It's hard not to. As a, <laughs> it's hard just not as to. A, as a jokey kind yeah. of thing. Um, someone said like, how does it work? Like, someone like, how does it work? And I said, I said like a cinema works. 
Something like that. I gave yeah. some cocky answer. Yeah. Okay, this reminds me of um, the time when we were going through um, the airport as a band. Um, and Gad, the keyboardist, was kind of figuring out how the world works, you know, because we're traveling as a band and sort of asking himself these questions. So you can see he had this inner dialogue where in his head he was like, we went through such stringent security, but there's, a lo- there's so many people that work in an airport. How do they get in and out of the airport? Mm. <laughs> so he like asks us as a band he's like guys like how do you like all the people like get into the airport yeah that work here and then the one uh fabian um rest in peace um gave him such a funny answer he goes they buy a ticket each time and Gad was like, what? 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 And, and then Faves was like, you ask a stupid question, you're going to get a stupid answer, dude. <laughs> That's such a great moment. Um, what are you watching? Right now, mm. um, I'm watching White Lotus. Ah. Yeah. So, Wh- Which season? Um, okay, to explain what's I going on. I haven't finished first season, by the way. Okay, you must. Yes. But I... So Seth, who works at Wyatt here yeah. in the 44 Stanley complex. Who, who walked past me earlier today in a little tartan dress. Yes, I have that beautiful of, angel. I have a lot of appreciation for... But he any, looks so good. He pulls it off. So good. Any any man, he's like he's like quite a... He's a sh- relatively short gentleman. Quite a like well-built guy. Yeah. And he rocks this like little britney spears tartan dress and looks so good (laughs) so they have a little cute movie date every monday and i got invited to it and it's so it's seth adam a few other friends as well and they all watch white lotus together and so i got invited but for season two episode four Five, which is oh. like the second last one. So okay. I'm trying to catch up before we watch the last okay. uh, episode on Monday, this Monday. So quick back of the box on White Lotus, and I can give the as much of the box as I know. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't give too much away because I haven't finished the first season. But yeah. basically it's set over the course of like a week or so at a sort of resort similar to where I'm going next week. Like mm. a sort of islandy yeah. um big fancy resort but we know somebody has died yeah because the, the the tv show starts with all of them in the airport waiting to come home and you see a coffin get yeah. on the plane yeah and then then now you go back mm. and you and you over the course of a few days and there's a multiple stories playing out with all these guests and they the, kind of connect but also don't so it's, you just kind of follow yeah so i still don't know who's died yeah okay, okay. <laughs> but uh, Emmy Award winning, got a whole bunch of awards, um, has got this incredible score. Yeah. Very it's like cool. Tribal drums. Very and like cool. And the second season as well. It's like and, and I kind of feel so like insane. I kind of feel like that show can't exist without that. Yeah. Because it's such a crazy, it like puts you on edge. It makes you quite like, mm. it takes you to another place. Where yeah. I think if someone had done the score differently, it would be a completely different show. I agree. But it's got old Stifler's mom, mm-hmm. the, um, the, the woman who's like always been the sort of cougary mom. Jennifer Coolidge. Coolidge, yeah. yeah. She's quite painful in, I the, love in her. the first season. But, oh, I love but her. But she's purposefully painful. Yes. Yeah, it's lovely. Mm. Okay, so you dived in in the middle of season two and yeah. now you're working your way back. Working my way back. Interesting. Yeah. It's one way to do it. Yeah. <laughs> but you're enjoying it. I think it's on Showmax. It is on Showmax, yeah. Yeah. 
Okay. I'm digging it. It's very cool. Yeah. Intense, mm. like quite hectic, but like very cool. Have you gotten to the part where you see Steve Zahn's junk? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's one of the stories is a family where the where the dad and the family um uh thinks he's got testicular cancer. Mm. Yeah. And he's paranoid about it. And then it's just like boom, here you go. <laughs> yeah. Here's the man's balls. It's HBO. So, yeah, you know, so HBO it's daring. Loves, they love it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, lovely. Yeah. Um, we must, yeah, stay in touch on that because uh, I've heard season two is cool. It is. It's, it's very cool. Okay. It starts in a similar way. It's like the first scene is like she's in the ocean and they find dead bodies and Ooh. then it plays back. It, it, different characters? Different. Uh, the only person who's still there is Jennifer Coolidge. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay, so she's not the one who dies in season one. Well, That's fine. Well. <laughs> it's not, not a big deal. Maybe it was set before. I don't Ooh, know. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, no, no, it's all good. Okay, magic. Um, yeah. What else? Anything else? Oh, how to make money selling drugs online fast. That's what I did, right? <laughs> <laughs> what is that? Um, let me get the name properly. But it is, it's how, it's a German show. Oh my goodness, I've been in this whole universe at the moment. Okay, um, what's the universe? So it's, let me just get the name, Money Selling Drugs. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be nice uh, on your... I'm on private mode. Okay, I was about to say. <laughs> How to make money selling drugs. That's that's just it, yeah. Okay. And it's, oh, no, it's not. It's not it. That's something else. Online. Okay. I feel like our uh, search histories will be... Yeah, it's a German show, and it's a true story. It's about a kid who um, creates a website and he starts selling MDMA online. Okay, but the F- whole a fictional show. It's a fictional show, but it's a real story. Sure. And sure, then sure. they have like so it's a series of things. They have another film called Booba, which is the drug dealer that supplies him his first batch of MDMA and they go into his backstory. Uh, Amazing soundtrack. Okay, so soundtrack. they're expanding on, this whole, on the universe. That's what you mean by universe. Yeah. Okay. And the soundtrack of Booba was insane. Like super cool. It's like these two old German men and the story is, it's really lovely. It's like he believes that he, only only good things happen to the people he loves if he does a bad thing to himself. So, he like gets involved with the mafia so that the people around him can live a happy, wholesome life, and it's oh, super, weird. super cool. And then German, German show, yeah. So the German language, German, subtitles, yeah, yeah, super deal. cool. And then how to make money selling drugs online fast? I don't, I'm, I can't okay. remember. <laughs> okay, we'll find and we'll, we'll put find it in the put it in the cash up. You just reminded me of something when we travelled as a band and we were having a chat at some point on the road. And we're saying how funny it would be if you remade The Godfather, but instead of Roman Catholics, it was like an old Jewish lady. Yeah. And it was called The Booby. Oh my goodness, <laughs> yes. I'd watch that. I'd watch that. <laughs> and it was just this like commanding old lady. I love that. Who just runs the family. There is a commanding old lady that runs the mafia in Booba. Okay. Yeah, lovely. so that's perfect. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. It's not this like, yeah, old man. It's like, it's the strong woman. Yes. I love the, that. It's called The Booby. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Lovely. I'm trying to think whether I've I've managed anything astounding. Life is yeah. We 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 Gad keeps talking about 1799, mm-hmm. which is that show on Netflix, and we gave it a first 
sort of five minutes and we're like, oh, we need we need to concentrate. Mm. <laughs> and then we sort of quickly and then we also wanted to watch the swimmers which yes, looks amazing people have been telling me yeah about and it. we started watching it and i was like this really looks amazing but i think we were just at a time in the night where we were like you know what i can't concentrate like we can't give it yeah everything um so the swimmers is um a tr- also a true story um but obviously a, f- a, a narrative retelling mm. so a biopic i use the word biopic for this mm-hmm. sort of thing and it's about uh, two Syrian um, sisters who um, uh, are swimmers. And they got their sights set on the Olympics. But then, of course, Syrian war happens. Mm. And um, then they eventually, like, they're on the boat. You know those images of those Syrians that, like, took those, like, rubber duck boats yeah. to, like, Italy? They were on those. And then eventually, by the sounds of it, they join a refugee team. Mm-hmm. that can qualify for the Olympics and then they eventually swim in the Olympics. It's Amazing. a true story. Yeah. So I started watching it and immediately I was like, these movies are so important because I don't have a perception of what Syria looked like. Mm. Emphasis on looked. Yeah. Because you only really see images of it completely war-torn, mm. completely fucked up. Yeah. And you don't think about like the cool corner cafes and like the rooftop parties and like... Yeah. The humanity, like it opens with them in a in a lovely house having a birthday party, mm. and you're like, this, you know, of course, like you live a normal life. Yeah. Aleppo, Aleppo yeah. is the capital, I think. Yeah, um, but yeah, we have such the we have got such terrible perceptions of what Syria might mm. look like if we close our eyes. Yeah, and then these movies are important because they just inject the humanity into that it. That people live. <laughs> but we yeah. quickly were like. Okay, we're tired. <laughs> and so we started watching Snack vs. Chef. Oh. <laughs> which, is, which is ridiculous. It's the trash TV. Well, what is it? But it's fine. It's totally cool. It's one of those like super high budget Netflix cooking shows. Okay. Where um, sort of food scientists and a bunch of quite skilled people have to recreate snacks. Okay. Famous snacks. Okay. So like Doritos. And- yeah. The first challenge is to recreate Flaming hot Doritos. Okay. But they've got to get the texture right. They've got to get the Crazy. things right. They've got to oh. get the spices right in like an hour. So mm. it's ridiculous. They can't mm. come close. And so it's whoever gets the closest. Okay. You know, these are things that have been um, have been developed for decades. Yeah. And are not done on, on, with specialist equipment. Mm. So it's really interesting. With, with recipes that are secrets. Mm. So you can't just recreate it. But they come close. Okay. Did I ever tell you, speaking of secret recipes, about the woman from Coca-Cola that I met? No. So we went on holiday earlier this year uh, to a, a game farm uh, at the Kruger. And there were a lot of international folks. And we were just a couple, myself and Liz. And so mm. we got put with another couple that were also mm. there on holiday on the game drives. And it was quickly ascertained that the woman works for Coca-Cola. So she's come out for some conference thing. And so I like, I was like, in my head for the first game drive, I didn't say anything. And I think only on the second one, I was like, I don't know whether this is the stupid question that everyone asks you, but is that whole thing about two people only knowing the recipe to Coke? Like, that's bullshit, right? Yeah. She's like, no, it's real. So there's a product called Product X okay. that gets made, which is like a particular kind of concentrate. Okay. That only two or maybe three people in the world know the specific 
um, ratios yeah. to, to make that product X. And then product X gets shipped around the world into the factories. Because I was like, you can't keep it a secret. Because it surely, because she actually, her job was um, to understand the each country's rules of to, as to sort of what gets put, what has to be put on the on the labels. Yeah. Like from a legal marketing, but more legal, her job was to try and understand and figure out and teach and explain how you've got to label these bottles because you have yeah. to have certain legal things on the bottle. Yeah. And I was like, surely this FDA and all the yeah. whatever Bureau of Standards, they need to know what's in Product but X. You is, can't keep that a secret. But it is Coca-Cola. Yeah, it's so astounding. <laughs> Coca-Cola can't do whatever Coca-Cola yeah. wants to do. Yeah, so somehow know? they can do this. Somehow that's somehow allowed. I don't know how, but it's true mm. that, that this is a secret. The other thing that I love is that in Atlanta, there's like a big museum for Coke and they talk about all the products from around the world and all the ones that are unique. Mm-hmm. Um, our unique South African product is, what do you think it is? What do you mean? Like Out of all the Coca-Cola products, yeah. there's one that can only be found in South Africa. It's from South Africa. I, d- I don't know. Stony ginger beer. Oh, yeah. Oh. So when they go around the world and say, like, these are all the products of Coke from around the world, hmm. under South Africa is stony ginger beer. Hmm. Then the other thing that I was like, I had to clear up with her, this was on Game Drive, like, three or four, because this one is a bit sensitive. I was like, was Fanta created by the Nazis? <laughs> because that's what, I always, <laughs> that's what I always believed. So this is what I believed. Okay. I believed that during World War II, Coca-Cola couldn't market... Coca-Cola to yeah. Nazi Germany yeah. because um, it's the Americans, like the enemy. Yeah. So I was under the impression that they created a new drink because mm-hmm. a new Fanta was developed in World War II. Yes. In Europe. What in Fanta World War was II. it? Just Fanta. Just Fanta. Let's call it Fanta Orange. Okay. And I thought that was developed for the Nazis. Because they couldn't have Coca-Cola. She's like, no, 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 no. You're <laughs> close, but not. It was for the Allies. Um, so it wasn't sold to Nazi Germany, but it was sold in Europe mo- to the Allies mm. because they couldn't bring in Coca-Cola. Okay. So it was developed for, for the Allies. Allies, not, yeah, yeah, not yeah. for Nazis. Because I, I love that kind of history stuff. I yeah. love it when someone goes like, like Hugo Boss. Like Google Hugo Boss, he designed Nazi um, uniforms. Mm. It's like Russell Brand did an interview once where he was talking about like the history you don't know. And he's like, Google it. It was on CNN. And and then like, I'm sure the whole of Hugo Boss was like, ah, fuck, man. (laughs) (laughs) Like we don't, we've like moved past this. It's not us. (laughs) Yeah, It's like Volkswagen as well. Like also like so many of those companies, Mm. Porsche, they all have a history of, of Nazism. That's so wild. And and what what is what is quite interesting is the transition. Mm. So like in South Africa, we had the TRC, the Truth and Reconciliation Committee, where you could try and get amnesty. You could tell your story. You could explain yourself. You could maybe do something. And the whole point was to try and transition from, mm. you know, was I evil? Am I still evil today? Or was it the circumstances or whatever? But you could kind of figure yourself out. And and the same thing tried to be done with Nazis and the, and Nazi Germany. And so a lot of them would be these 
guys of power who who made a success of themselves in Nazi Germany using s- slaves basically mm-hmm. to make things like Porsches and stuff like that. And then when it came time to transition, they said, uh, tell everyone I'm not a Nazi. Like, do it so that you can keep your job. And mm-hmm. so everyone was like, he's not a Nazi. And so he's like, cool. cool. So then he was certified Sorted. as not being a sure. Nazi and then they could carry on. <laughs> this is, yeah, this is what I understand. So I hope I'm not tiptoeing on anything wrong. It's but okay. It's just, it's as yeah. you discover and as you learn and maybe I've still got lots to learn. But that's what I kind of saw and figured out and I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. But yeah, have you seen Triangle of Sadness? No. I really want to see that. We've been talking about it. But, um, is it a film? It's, it's a film, yeah. yeah. Um, but we are at the end of the year and so we are actually like busy wrapping up mm. what, what we think are the best films of the year. Okay. So we actually recorded an episode um, which is going to come out after this one mm. with us where we talk about our favorite films of the year. Mm. It's films and TV shows. Okay. And without putting you too much on the spot. No, this is putting me on the spot. I'm like, oh my goodness. What are, what are, just off the top of your head, <laughs> what are some of the ones that you've enjoyed this year? What have been your favorites? I don't know if they came out this year, though. That's the only okay. But Okay, so. give or take the ones that you've enjoyed. I mean, that I watched at the Bioscope was the Oscar shorts, and that was fun. Yeah. That was very fun. And yeah. I know that came out this, sure, this year. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> um, golly, I feel like I've put so much like because i'll have phases where i don't watch anything and then phases where i just watch everything at once so it's quite hard to like pinpoint some of my tops of the year (laughs) i don't don't know i don't know it's such a hard question do you know there's a nice good good cry Mm. happy cry do you want a happy cry yeah it's a film that's got michael b jordan in it Mm -hmm. and jamie fox and it's called just mercy just Mercy. Mm. It was made in 2019, so it's relatively new, mm-hmm. and it is on Netflix. Okay. And it is about a true story about a black lawyer, quite young, coming out of Harvard, smart dude, who, um, I'm trying to think how it gets all set up, but basic the basic premise is that he's trying to... Um, free certain people that that he believes to be innocent that are already in jail that are specifically about to be executed Mm. because it's like it's wild I mean obviously this film is set in the 90s but it's crazy that 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 dudes are killed I don't know whether they still do that in America or certain states have um, death death row yeah but I mean, it's insane. Mm. It's insane that, that you actually like murder a human. Reminds me of something else that I like. Watched. Just you got to kind of just let them like rot in jail. Yeah. But like murdering them, or like at least like use the labor, that makes sense. Yeah. Um. To, to you know, like dudes make Zippo lighters in jail, and like they could build things, or mm. I, I, at the very least. But it's like it, this movie just points out. Also, how wrong people can be convicted. Mm. And um, and so the main story is Jamie Foxx, who had this like trial that was just wrapped up so quick because they were so desperate to find someone who could have killed this young white girl in this mm. town in Alabama. 
and they were just convinced it was him. It was wrapped, done. Everybody was happy, obviously, except for Jamie Foxx yes. and his family. He yes. was like, I like you. This whole thing is done on the on on like one person's account, you know, mm. who who um, could have very easily have gotten this wrong. And there's so many other people that say like this is impossible that he couldn't have been there, he couldn't have done it. And um, and he 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 works his way to 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 free him and it's a true story and the name just mercy just mercy did you watch um also has death row involved i'm yeah. trying to remember the name now uh, but it was a it? series stanley tushy and david tennant oh uh, it's the one that's on now yeah called uh inside man inside man yes okay do you yes. like it i dug it I thought cool it was cool it's quite hectic chaotic but it was very cool Okay, Gilly was on the show and she said she didn't like it. I I dug it. Well, she was like, it was sort of hanging on the edge for her. And then at one point she was like, I don't like this show. Mm. (laughs) No, I thought it was quite, quite hectic. It was cool. Okay, you enjoyed it. I love David Tennant. I love him. Who's David Tennant now? He was the doctor. Oh. One of the doctors. One of the doctors. Yeah. You know who's going to be the doctor now? Um, from sex education. Yeah, I'm the so dude, excited. The, the <laughs> young black guy. I'm so excited. I think he'd be amazing. He's going to be so good. Yeah. So good. I've never watched an episode. Of Doctor Who? Yeah. it's oh, the greatest. Hey? I love Doctor Who. Okay. I used to. And then I didn't like... So when they had Stephen Moffat as the head writer, okay. that's when I found that everything just kind of got a bit annoying. Okay. So... Matt Smith and that old man, Peter something. Okay. But from there, I stopped watching. But all of the older doctors, I really dug. You, you, were, you were quite a geeky girl. Oh, 100%. Which is great because it's kind of formed what's made a very interesting adult. Mm. Like here you are covered in tattoos with like cool different colored hair, super hip. And yeah. um, but you built on a formation of of Warcraft, Lord of the Rings, Lord of the Rings, Who. and Doctor Who. Yeah, how oh, that's how lovely. Yeah, that's so cool. Um, um, I have a very funny story about a TARDIS. Yes, a real TARDIS. That so my friend Sebastian, growing up, um, his dad used to go to Africa Burn and. He was called Bishop Loon, and he built a TARDIS that would be in the middle of the desert. So a TARDIS, uh, for those who don't know, is is a thing in the Doctor Who yes. story, which is basically looks like a phone box. Yeah, it's and a like how spaceship. He, that's a spaceship. This is how he moves through yeah. time. Yeah. Right? Okay. So Bishop Loon created this TARDIS that was in the middle of the desert, and they'd bring it back home, obviously for the next year, and their house burnt down. And everything burnt down in their house except the TARDIS. Oh, wow. So I am convinced that Bishop Loon is one of the doctors. 100%. Lovely. Like Simon is totally the doctor. <laughs> His name is Bishop Loon. Yeah. Lovely. Yeah. I've got a buddy who's got a TARDIS tattooed on his, on his leg. Mm. <laughs> I know a few. I know a few. <laughs> Maybe we know the same guy. He's Maybe. a little Burmese kid. His name's Seth. No. Okay. I don't think I know. No, that's lovely. <laughs> um, have you ever seen the TV show Community? Mm-mm. But I've it, someone recommended it to okay. me recently. It sounds like Community was made for you. Okay. It was made for me. Okay. It was made. It's made for people that can get certain film references. It's quick. It's smart. 
It's a TV show. You've got about six seasons to enjoy, okay, which is cool. magical. It's sharp. The dialogue is 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 witty, and basically, it's about a group of completely different people. They all come from very different backgrounds, and they are all part of a study group at a community college in okay. America. So they. You know, like community college is obviously great and works for everyone, but um, it's perhaps not what everyone shoots for. It's not like an Ivy League. So there's like a sort of a washout lawyer who faked his way and now he's got to get an actual degree. Mm. There's a woman who kind of can't figure her life out, but she's kind of like this liberal feminist. Um, Then there's like a sort of goody two-shoes who got addicted to pills um, they're all famous people now. Mm. Everyone's famous from this show. Mm. The most famous of which is Donald Glover, who's mm. Childish Gambino. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's Troy, who was like a star quarterback, but then he like broke his arm and so he didn't get his football scholarship. So now he's at this okay. thing. Is it on Netflix? Or? It is now on Netflix. Okay, cool. um, Ken Jong, who's that little Asian man from The Hangover. Yes. He, he's got the most amazing character arc okay. without giving too much away. He at one point starts as their Mexican teacher, and he, which is hilarious. Okay. Um, then it, at some point he becomes a student. Then he, at some point he becomes, he, he like, okay. he works his way throughout the whole cool, school. Cool, but cool. basically every, every year is a season. Mm. I mean, every season is a year mm-hmm. in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, but Abed, who's the one character who's on the spectrum, so he's somewhat autistic, um, loves Cougar Town, which is, you know, the TV show with Courtney Cox, which, mm. by the way, is a great TV show. Mm-hmm. I don't know whether you've ever watched mm-hmm. Cougar Town. Mm-hmm. Did you like Scrubs? I didn't watch Scrubs either. Okay. You've also got so much to enjoy with Scrubs. Okay. It's also quick, smart, sort of funny references. Mm. Scrubs is arguably the greatest TV show ever made, in my opinion. Okay. Okay. So then um, they made Cougar Town, which famously was was... Um, very um, pe- people didn't understand what Cougar Town was. They mm. thought it was because it was led by Courtney Cox from Friends. They thought it was perhaps more of like a female-centered TV show, but it's the same people that made Scrubs. So it had a lovely kind of wit to it. So people didn't quite understand what Cougar Town was, and it didn't really last. And so mm. it cancels, and Abed freaks out because like his favorite show um, is now cancelled. Mm-hmm. And so, and he's now gone into this kind of autistic spin. And um, then they, they go, no, 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 wait, we, we, we can help you. How about this? And they, they show him a show called Inspector Space Time, okay. which is meant to be um, a reference to Doctor Who. Yeah. Where they're like, it'll just keep going. There's like decades of seasons like it'll never end and and that like what puts him at peace and then throughout the show they 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 constantly talk about inspector Inspector space time that's cool which is like a a doctor who it's meant to be doctor who but there's a lovely moment for those who don't know or people who know um community um there's an episode where abed um gets to go visit the set of cougar town Mm -hmm. and he talks about it in community if you watch cougar town there is a scene where you see him in the background. Oh, cool. So that's cool that they like exist in yes, the same kind amazing. of universe. It's lovely. It's a, such a small little like Very moment. Cool. Very cool. Um, but community is honestly the gift that just keeps giving. Okay. I will watch it. Um, and is there something that's nice that I can play in the back? Or? Yeah. It's light <laughs> enough to just kind of wash <laughs> over you. Mm. Um, but 
it's it's sharp. So you got to like concentrate to some point of, just to get the jokes the yeah. best. Yeah. But oh my word, community is just divine. Okay. Okay. So it. so I think that's my big give to you today. Cuz I want to I want to make it clearer on these episodes that like there's at least one thing I can I can tangibly give to someone who I'm chatting to. Okay. And if I can give you one gift, it's community. Okay. And you've got six seasons. Okay. And the headmaster is amazing. All right. I'm excited. He's this like sort I'm sold. of <laughs> fabulous kind of camp guy yeah. who like dresses up in different characters. But there's, mm. there's references to old episodes, to other shows, to just general pop culture. It's mm. so smart. I'm Joel McHale is one of the main sort of characters. Jeff. Oh, it's, it's just divine. Okay. Okay. All right. So let's leave it on that. You go to get on with your nice busy day. Mm. Mm. And um just lovely to catch up. It was thank you. Okay. Cool. Bye. Bye. <laughs> All right, what a great chat. Uh my name is Russell Grant and I was chatting with Marigold, our co-worker. Uh, we miss her here at the Bioscope. Um, for those who've missed the, the context, she was our cinema events manager for the last however many months. Um, felt like she was with us forever. Um, but yes, unfortunately, she's just gotten so busy and so popular as a tattoo artist. She's following her dreams um, and building her career. It's really exciting to see. So um, it's great that she can still um, join us every now and again. So uh, this is the cash up where we balance the till, make sure everything is in order before we close up. And the one thing to mention is that the show uh, Marigold is talking about, which she uh, struggled to remember the name of exactly, is how to sell drugs online. And then in brackets it says fast. So how to sell drugs online fast. It is on Netflix. Um that is really the only one that we needed um, some prompting on. But yeah, we are the video store.co.za. If you want to share the love, uh, please rate and review. Those reviews mean a lot to us and it's lovely to read. So thank you for your feedback. But please get in touch through Instagram or Facebook. We'd love to hear what you are watching, what you think of the White Lotus, for example. All of that kind of stuff. Let's have a chat over there. All right. Thank you for listening, and we will see you again soon. Cheers.